0: Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. I'm here with my co-host, Bill Quinn. Welcome, Bill.
1: Good afternoon, Todd. Good to be with you.
0: So, uh, exciting night overnight. The Georgia Record and CDM were attacked online. We've still got major issues. Uh, the Georgia Record is down as we speak. Uh, somehow they got into the whole structuring of the website, and it's just kind of been destroyed. So we will. it'll take us some time to put that back together. Hopefully be back up tomorrow, but in the meantime... Uh, thank you for your support. This is why we need your no ad subscriptions. We get attacked all the time. It's nothing new. We're used to it. Uh, we know the drill. And uh, they did affect some of our other websites as well. Um, so we're investigating all this. But uh, please support us with our no ad subscriptions. You get access to our 13 websites around the world. It's incredible news. I get people all the time, like in Connecticut, people are like, thank God we finally got a good news." Company in Connecticut or in Georgia, they say keep it up because you guys are right over the target. I mean, it's really interesting the feedback we're getting, but we need your financial support. So please sign up. It's 10 bucks a month. You get access to all our sites with no ads, no pop up ads on your phone, nothing, just straight news. So please support us. We're brought to you by the Georgia Record, as always, georgiarecord.com. We have newsletters there daily. Well, not daily on the Georgia Record. We do on cdm.press, but Georgia is like once or twice a week. And uh, we also have the podcast for the Georgia Twenty Four show. You can find it anywhere. Sign up for the pod or subscribe to the pod- podcast. Sign up for the notifications so you get notified we're on. We're on Getter. Follow our Getter channels. Follow our Rumble channels, CDM1. We need to grow the show. So thank you very much. We've got a full show as always. Today we have Chris Gleason is coming on shortly who's going to talk about the latest in his investigations. Then we have the CEO of the wellness company, Peter Galuli who is going to talk with us about uh, medical corruption and how you take care of your family and a lot of other issues. And then our favorite BKP is going to be on to give his wise words of wisdom. Bill, do you have anything you want to say?
1: Well, we'll also, we'll also get a chance, I think, to talk about some of the news uh, that's popped up today and in the last couple of days. So folks are up to speed on what's going on with um, the uh, Republican nomination process and um, some news from here in Georgia.
0: Yeah, and I just was had to resend the link to our first guest, so he'll be on shortly. Let's talk about a few things before as Chris comes on. Bill, what do you have?
1: Well, let's see. Do you, uh, shall we uh, talk a little bit about the news that's popped out in the last twenty-four yeah. hours? Go for it. So let me uh, let me pull up something. So you you you'll recall we did a very interesting uh, session on Desantis's experiences while at the Iowa State Fair a couple of months ago, and uh, that was one of our more uh, comedic episodes astoundingly um, uh, coming out of the Washington Post today the governor of Iowa has elected to endorse DeSantis over Trump for president kind of a kind of an interesting move and I, I did some quick study to see if we could figure out you know why why would this happen perhaps she was looking at the uh, the polls within Iowa well no apparently not because Trump is, 30, 31 points uh, ahead in Iowa with uh, everybody else trailing. And then I thought, well, maybe she's looking at uh, national polls and she's drawing her conclusions there. No, it's even worse on the national scope. Um, you know, Trump is, Trump is way out ahead uh, by, uh, you know, mid 40 points and in some of the polls as much as 50 or beyond. So I thought it would, it, it might Makes sense to just remind ourselves of the experiences that Mr. DeSantis had while at the Iowa State Fair. So on the left, you see Trump and his welcome. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people outside cheering. You know, we want Trump and you know 2024 and other things. While uh, at approximately the same time, uh, Mr. DeSantis was serving eggs <laughs> in one of the in one of the um, uh, venues. And apparently earned himself uh, the title the Egg Man. Um, this happens to be I didn't I didn't pop in the entire video, but I think this is the woman who said uh, he tried to start a conversation, and I think she pops in and goes, "Hey, I'm just here for the eggs." <laughs> 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 and, and then to put a capper on, Mr. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> um, and then to put a capper on the day he's outside and and Trump is I guess as he's leaving or coming or something. Uh, DeSantis looks up and on uh, because there's apparently there's a hot mic nearby, he is heard to say, Oh, that's his effing and play. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, my my feeling is in this case that you know the governor, Iowa's governor might be making an erroneous call here. So, you know, it's maybe just math. So I, I think I'm gonna go ahead and put um, some some money in an envelope and send it on out so she can go buy a calculator and do her math a little bit better on who's Fantastic. really this thing. Um so again you can't make this up. So the other thing that's happened, um we on the show last week you may recall that we kind of questioned um, because of what's going on in Colorado and Minnesota and some other states that, that is apparent attempts to keep Trump from even reaching the uh ballot during the primary uh, and beyond, uh, we were questioning the announcement by our own uh, Georgia GOP and their requirements for uh, making application and a uh, also uh, making the opportunity, if you will, for a voluntary um, uh, donation of uh, twenty five thousand, and then they would uh, the executive committee will vote on those who they choose will make the um, Republican primary ballot. Well, lo and behold, uh, and I, I will thank Josh McCune. He sent this to me uh, directly. Uh, he does acknowledge that President Trump and his team were the first to answer that uh, requirement, send in the necessary information, uh, and indeed also contributed uh, or, or donated, uh, if you will, $25,000 to, uh, to the GOP as part of the uh, voluntary donation program. So I think that that message is loud and clear. uh, They've made application and given the uh, feeling across the state, uh, backed up by recent Rasmussen polls, backed up by uh, another poll we'll show in just a minute, um, I believe that this uh, gives good grounding for the GOP to follow through and put them on the ballot. So, pardon me. I may not have added it, but one of the things that uh, that popped out this week, give me just a second, I thought I had it in here, was a set of polls, there we are, that uh, were issued by the New York Times and Siena and show Trump with a lead over Biden and a lead over Harris in a couple uh states, head to head, uh, as we stand today this was issued uh, just just today so um, it is a uh, from what I can tell it's not the largest of polls I believe it's about 700, uh, 700 voters but um, but still to be leading in a, leading consistently across the board in so many states sends a message as well so this is a, this is a good good looking news uh, to me and we will uh, we will see how that plays out in the coming days
0: we were talking i was talking with Christine Dolan on the globalist show this morning and um you know we talked about Trump there has no he has no real uh, benefit to him debating people that are 50 60 points behind him so i mean right. it, it only gives them an opportunity to try to tear him down so right uh, it makes complete sense that he won't do these debates which are rigged against him in the first place yeah i think Basically. I,
1: based on what's going on with the indictments every time he's getting another set yeah. of bogus indictments that seems to help him so yeah. we don't want that to happen but I don't think anybody's uh, uh, any anybody's using that to uh, you know to cut his lead so far right it's uh I think the people are you know and I was asked this on on another venue last week you know what is it that people are are counting on and I think they're beyond counting on parties. In many cases, they're counting on people, and they point yep. to, they point to Trump and say, "That's the guy that I trust. That's the guy that I want." I'd, the rest of it is interesting, but that's the guy.
0: So, Mr. Gleason has come on. Why don't we finish this discussion after we speak with him? If you want Great. to bring
1: him in, sure. Let me get this uh, set aside. There we are, Mr. Gleason. Thank you for joining. Thanks for yeah. having me on.
0: So we've had a lot of conversations over the last few days. There's a lot, a lot going on. You have your, your uh, pretty little fingers in, but we can't talk about all of it, but tell us what you can talk about.
2: Sure. So we're uh, doing some pretty big stuff uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, looks like Megan Wolf is full on in impeachment. Um, looks like, Uh, We have a great amount of stuff on uh, our judge, Janet, up there. Um, Ethics complaints have been filed, and uh, we're getting a lot closer here on uh, Josh Call, the attorney general, the Soros-sponsored attorney general in Wisconsin. Um, We know that we're over the target because they are – trying to uh, intimidate people. So Peter Bernegger this week, the uh, Wisconsin State Capitol Police reached out to him and told, uh, with a phone call and they said, we wanna talk to you. And he's like, I don't wanna talk to you. You can talk to my attorney. <laughs> They'd uh, previously sent him a letter informing him that um, posting mean tweets that, now by mean, I, I don't mean uh, threatening. I mean, by exposing malfeasance, misfeasance, ne- neglect of duty, official misconduct. Apparently, in Wisconsin, um, the esteemed attorney general and the folks up there—they—they're uh, part of that whole uh, weaponization of uh, legal process and criminal process uh, against people who want to expose. Um, bad deeds. And so they attacked uh, Peter Bernager um, this week. And we, uh, we exposed quite a bit of what and how things were going on with the Wisconsin Democrat Party, with this former Perkins Coey uh, attorney. Um, I wrote an article about it on Friday and it's on
0: tdm.press and you can see the, uh, the threatening tweets, which essentially say you're cheating. <laughs> and here's how you're doing it. Uh, so that's up on tdm.press. Um, nothing yeah. about I'm going to kill your dog or anything like that. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean,
2: it, it, you know, not like they're, they held up and something like Peter held up a, uh, a dummy, a lookalike dummy head that was severed,
3: yeah. um, or nothing anything like that. like that, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: Nothing like that. Just, hey, you're cheating. You've broke the law. And apparently they, uh, they're they trying to exert some uh, force on that. But that's okay. Um, we have this little thing still called the First Amendment where you get free speech for the press and you have the ability to redress your government, uh, your grievances with the government. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, uh, that predates... Um, the Declaration of Independence goes back to the Magna Carta, and so nothing that they can do to stop that. Nothing that they can do. So what else? What else? Uh, what else happened this week? Well, we uh, we found uh, a great deal of smurfing um, in Georgia. We found a great deal of smurfing in Texas. We found some really really crazy stuff here in Florida, and we found some insane things in maryland so uh in maryland we found that they have uh been illegally certifying elections for quite some time uh we uh have been asking questions there we've been sending in public records requests we have people on the ground boots on the ground in maryland and they um you know they're trying to hold their officials they're election officials accountable. And they are absolutely refusing to hand over public records, the audit logs of the administration of the election. And, you know, the funny thing is in Maryland, I guess there's uh, some uh, bad actors there who are trying to uh, call into question our facts and evidence. And they're saying, oh, well, you know, Chris Cleason, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But yet they have yet to offer one one shred of evidence to counter anything that I've presented. All they're doing, Aaron, Maryland is hiding and trying to drag things out.
1: There's no provision for you to have to present evidence in order to ask for public records, is there?
2: No. And moreover, they're uh, they are required by the law to comply. And it's actually a criminal uh, it's a criminal uh, offense to not comply. Hmm. And so in a uh, in my exchange with one of the attorneys for Montgomery County, um, I was schooling him on what the law was. And I included screenshots from the state of Maryland um, public uh, records guidebook that the attorney general published. And apparently um, he didn't like my colorful way of presenting facts and evidence to him. And uh, but he gave him a mean, mean tweet. Was, Is was, that what it the,
0: was it the maybe he should talk to Jesus Christ meme? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, that's maybe not bad advice for some of these guys. But, you, you know, know. Uh, you got to <laughs> repent, you know, in order to
2: get the forgiveness, you have to repent of your sins. And you know, okay. I, I told these guys it's real simple to go, guys, you got you have an opportunity here to do the right thing. okay We know that Linda Lamone and Marilyn was crooked. We know that she broke the law. We have we have all proof beyond any shadow of any doubt if this goes before a jury. okay? You have a choice today. Your choice is to hand over the audit logs and do the right thing. And everything, you know, you know, everything else can be fixed, but they don't want to do that. So that makes me ask more questions. Why? Why don't you want to do that? (laughs) So we're we're seeing the same thing here in Florida and same thing uh, with the audit logs. You know, you have the first round of, oh, you don't know what a blank ballot is. Well, actually, I do know what a blank ballot because... The EAC put out a publication in 2015 that explained what a blank ballot was in every state of the United States to include their own definition of a blank ballot. And this was, by the way, on top of the manufacturers. We already have their definitions of what a blank ballot is. And so, you know, we're they're fighting us tooth and nail over these audit logs and and none of the numbers add up number no, none of the data adds up if we look at things from their perspective but they add up if you look at it from my perspective or our perspective or based on facts and evidence so you know here's what we know in maryland they have they never properly certified the machines for use in the state of maryland that is beyond that is beyond reproach okay now but even if but even if but even if they did right even if they did the fact that they had modems attached to the systems voided the certification for the entire voting system in its entirety and we know that they had modems attached which is why one of the reasons is they don't want to hand over the audit logs
0: now that might show somebody accessing machines via the modems.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. And it will and the fact that it has or a modem country. yeah. I mean just from a simple perspective, right? How do you legally certify an election that was conducted on a machine that didn't have a valid certification? Yeah. You can't. So they're caught in Maryland, it's just a matter of time and we're working with some folks up there who are going to hold them accountable. Uh, Also in Maryland, we have made contact with some of the victims of the Act Blue and Win Red smurfing operation there. So, and I I guess some of those folks have agreed to press charges.
0: Old ladies with hundreds of thousands of dollars, supposedly, in their name. Yeah.
2: It's, you know, awful treasony. Awful treasony. Yeah. Yeah. So in Florida, we, uh, my case is, is, we're still slugging it out on my case here, um, uh, Christine Scott's case. She's uh, getting ready to correct her filing on her emergency application to have her case heard by Clarence Thomas or the, or the Supreme Court. Um, Hillsborough County um, gave us highly redacted audit logs and they didn't comply with the public records requests. Uh, they too are hiding evidence and they're claiming that they're just redacting uh, information that is critical, um, either critical infrastructure or uh, trade secrets. And I, that's not true because I actually have these logs from other states and the evidence and the lines of code that they're hiding from the audit logs actually prove my point.
0: Well, that could be a trade secret, right? Well, how you're, well, I mean, anyone? if your trade is
2: <laughs> treason and an election fraud, well, yes, it is a trade secret, or <laughs> right, I guess, I guess you would call that trade craft in yeah, the intelligence yeah. community, right? Yeah, no
1: goodness. Right?
2: <laughs> so, you know, we're in some very interesting fights right now, they can only hide for so long. Uh, we are holding them accountable. And these people, they're caught. They're absolutely caught. Yeah. Uh, You know, so the,
1: uh, Chris, I had a couple of questions if I could, uh, I mean to cut you off, but the we've been, you've been talking about these things more and more and more over the past, uh, gosh, five months. Is it learning more, showing more, um, Have you been able to get and you might have mentioned this before, but I want to drive this home so folks listening can get a feeling of the scope of this thing. Have you been able to get a sense of about, you know, the the, how many dollars have gone through this cross state money laundering operation? Yeah, just in uh, round numbers.
2: I would say in excess of five billion dollars. Well, that's a lot of money. It's it it a bunch of money.
1: It's a bunch of money. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> so I think I think you you've been watching that uh, I and others, but I've been able to sit in on uh, many of the days of uh, the the court case going on between Fair Fight and True the Vote, and uh, Fair Fight has uh, in their own attorneys. They also have uh, three attorneys, I believe. From the DOJ in the room, there's another another group of attorneys, total of about 13. So we're talking about big money it takes to pay for 13 attorneys to be involved in this thing, obviously. And and to her credit, Catherine Engelbreit and her team are very strong, very smart. Um, but I look at you know I look at the two sides of the equation. And I go, there's got to be a lot of money propping this thing up on the on the other side. Um, you had mentioned, I think, in past weeks that you, you found that Fair Fight had been receiving some of this money flow. Have you been able to get a sense of the scope of that uh, yet? And I know you kind of sample it first, but
2: it's it is significant. Um, so and, and the fight in Georgia, actually, Georgia in general was the thing that uh, drew my first uh, look. Um, and, and here's why. Raphael Warnock had pulled in an insane amount of money in the 2022 mm-hmm. election cycle. I mean, it was insane. And as I was, I was looking at the data in Washington state, I'm like, this is crazy. This is just absolutely insane. This guy is not the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's not a Barack Obama. He's, I mean, this is just is absolutely ridiculous. And so what you have to look at, right, is what is what is Fair Fight do? What was their mission? What were the things that they were working on? And Raphael Warnock was a massive beneficiary of this. Now, here's here's where things get really interesting. You know, Raphael Warnock was the first candidate that we exposed. Um, I had uh, it, I went public with the Raphael Warnock stuff. In, the, uh, in an article in the Gateway Pundit. And as a result of that, uh, Raphael Warnock had to make his campaign, had to make a lot of campaign finance refunds, a lot. Now, we've been trying to um, really dig into the Warnock campaign finance data. But coincidentally, I would say over the past few months, It's become very, very difficult because there is somebody at the FEC who has done their darndest to keep us from being able to access the Raphael Warnock data via API queries. And coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, Joe Biden had appointed the former legal counsel for Fair Fight to be the chairperson of the Federal Elections Commission. So let me ask you. Is this,
1: right. this Darrell, was it Lindenbaum? Yes. Is that correct? Yes.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, we know, we we know beyond any reasonable doubt that they are playing games. As a matter of fact, um, we know that they have, um, so for, Everything that a lot of the things that we do, it's via API calls and queries that in the computer world, it's, um, you know, it's how computers talk to each other, It's and it's the interface. Okay. And what we see is that um, the front end of a, of a site, they have a thing called CMS, it's content management system. And within that, there are certain things. Now, The FEC claims to be open, open FEC, open government, right? Well, the FEC hasn't updated the GitHub repository for the front end to include search um, since 2018. Now, we know that they've been updating it because we've seen all kinds of changes, but they're just not publishing the changes publicly. And, and all of that would be in a code repository called GitHub. GitHub's where a lot of the source code for a lot of the projects uh, out there reside. And so what we noticed is they were playing games with this one particular, uh, uh, with certain queries. You would, you would query um, a certain way to the website looking for, uh, for instance, John Johnson. John Johnson, uh, that query a couple of weeks ago, generated about 24,000 uh, results. And then rather uh, within the past two weeks, um, they started messing around with that so that it not only uh, produced John Johnson, but every other Johnson out there. (laughs) And they're trying to make things more difficult for us to find and to parse. And it it just adds complexity to our work. Um, They can claim uh, certain things. Like uh, one of the things that we uh, mentioned to them was that uh, one of the key fields when you would do a query, especially to identify the Smurfs Using the FEC website, we would use um, we would use N slash A, none and not employed, and and that would give us quite a great result of people who you knew probably really didn't make those campaign contributions because why would people who don't have any form of income or job be cash flow, right? Cash flow is important. Why would they be making many, 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 many thousands of campaign finance contributions? They wouldn't, would they? Mm -hmm. I mean, if they, if they have no cash flow, then that means that they have assets, which would mean that they would be able to simply cut one check for a, for a campaign contribution, like most normal people would do, right? as opposed to um, making uh, 12,000 or 20,000 campaign finance contributions in a single year. I mean, Chris,
0: Chris we got we to gotta yeah. move to our next guest. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but yeah, uh, yeah. we're yeah. out of time here. So um, we're going to have you back next week, as usual. Thank you for coming on and appreciate uh, all the... Do you want to do a quick... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes.
2: So if you appreciate our work, uh, please, um, you can make a tax-deductible donation to the Justice Society at thejusticesociety.com. And that will help us fund our lawfare and AI and tech
0: fights. Thanks. Thank you very much. Well done. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah, intense. We could go on all day. But uh, I had to cut him off because we have another guest coming on. But I want to run a quick ad from David Cross, our financial advisor. Markets are crazy. Are you positioned properly? Talk to David and find out. I'm David Cross and you may know me from my election integrity work. But I also own US asset management, a family owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. So we're honored to have one of our uh, sponsors, the CEO of the wellness company, Peter Galuli. Can you bring uh, Peter on? I sure can. Peter, thanks for coming on. I, I know you're a busy guy, but uh, one of the things we really focus on here is is safety of our viewership and food security, medical security, etc. Wow, the medical establishment's very, very corrupt. We've had Dr. McCullough on and Dr. Thorpe, but um, tell us about the wellness company and how how you want to change that and, and offer another alternative please.
4: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Todd. And and first of all, I'm really happy to be partnered with the show. I think what you guys are doing on the freedom front is amazing. And Americans really need more news outlets like you guys to to help spread the truth. So thank you. Thank you. Um, For the wellness company, um, we originally established it actually only a year ago. I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that the, the time has flown by so fast, but it was meant to be a safe harbor for all these medical professionals like Dr. McCullough, like Dr. Thorpe that were disenfranchised by the medical system for speaking the truth uh, through the pandemic, and uh, from that we've been able to develop a wide range of products and services that that really bring medical truth and science to Americans and offer them real preventative care solutions rather than sort of sick care, which is really what the American healthcare system has evolved into nowadays, where everybody's just treated as a unit of economics. It's you're going to go to the emergency room, you're going to pay your twenty five hundred, you know, thirty five hundred if you want to take an ambulance. You're going to get a you know blueprint treatment plan and you know, see us in a couple of years when the side effects need to put you on the next round of medicines. So we want to break that paradigm of the wellness company and offer people real medical solutions.
0: Fantastic. Uh, the supply chains are really screwed up right now for pharma. Um, are you involved in that at all? I mean, talk, talk to us about that.
4: It's, it's scary, Todd. I mean, you know, there's articles in every financial journal every day about the outsourcing of American jobs. But I don't think what people realize is that the pharmaceutical industry has been outsourcing for decades. Right uh-huh. now, 90% of medications are now produced outside of the United States. Uh, I mean, you talk about a national security risk. I can't think of one that might be bigger. Uh, 80% of those are actually in China. Uh-huh. Surprise. Uh-huh. So um, every time there's a conflict, like we're seeing today in the Middle East, what happens? Country stockpile pharmacy prices go up, and it doesn't help the fact that um, the pharmacy business itself has been kind of corporatized. I mean, the old Main Street America pharmacies, like you know, you probably experienced when you were a kid, it's a thing of the past. Now it's all Walgreens and CVS, and we see news headlines like this week when their pharmacists are going on strike for better mm-hmm. working conditions. Uh, so it's it's really a bad time to need scripts urgently in America, and that's why we've been offering. Things like our medical emergency kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a saying at the Wellness Company, Todd. Um, there's four things that every you know freedom-loving American should have. Uh, food, ammo, gold, and meds. Four four-letter words. And, and we're here for the meds. So we really think that every American should have a medical emergency kit in their home. It's like having a pharmacy in your medicine cabinet. If you have Tylenol, you should have life-saving medications.
0: Can you put that pick up? Oh, we'll... yes. Um, so tell us – you know, we, we've talked about this emergency medical kit several there times. Um, it has medicines for a range of things, right? I mean, which you could, you know, CVS is blocking cold drugs. It's it's not too hard to look down the line and see they're going to block antibiotics or like they did. You know, I, I had uh, COVID really bad and I got hydrochloroquine, but one pharmacy didn't want to give it to me. So, I mean, that is, and it literally saved my life when I did get it finally. But that's a problem, right? So tell us what drugs are in this kit.
4: Yeah, so the headline drugs are things that I think you know the audience will be very familiar with. So, amoxicillin, number one. I mean, there was I think 275 million scripts written for antibiotics in the United States last year. Statistically speaking, you're probably going to need antibiotics for some infection in the next couple of years. So, why not have those in your house? Uh, we also have z another life-saving drug that was included uh, uh, as sort of an off-label. Uh, Treatment for COVID back during the pandemic. And and, and maybe the the most popular and well known one, or infamous if you want to say it, is ivermectin. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's a Nobel Prize winning drug, antiparasitic has proven extremely effective in fighting COVID and respiratory diseases. And we include that in our uh, kit. I think most importantly, though, Todd, you know, one of the questions that we get uh, most often from the viewers is that this is great. How do I know what to do with these drugs? Right. And that's where the medical emergency kit guidebook comes in. I have one right here. It's Mm -hmm. a 22 page guidebook. It gives you instructions for safe use of every single medication in the kit. But more importantly, it gives you instructions about the types of situations that merit the use of any medication. We have 32 different scenarios from the benign tick bite to the kind of extreme bioterror event Mm -hmm. uh, and what medications you should be using in order to keep yourself well.
1: Bill, you got any questions? I do. So We've been uh, focusing on the the emergency kit, obviously, with you know the uh, possibility of uh, renewed concerns regarding uh, some sort of bug, if you will, emerging. But one of the things I was fascinated uh, with was the company also uh, offers things that, when we're not immediately facing an emergency, things um, to help you stay, and maximize health during, you know, during sort of regular life, if you will. Maybe you could spend a minute on that because, uh, you know, if a lot of folks want to have the best life they can, the best health that they can. And it seems that that's uh, working in that direction.
4: Yeah, the, look, the, the best solution to health bill is to is preventative care and to come up with a routine and daily practice. So <clears throat> Dr. McCullough, Dr. Thorpe, and, and Dr. Drew just actually joined the team last week because he's such a believer in, in what we're doing here, uh, are really endorsing and stepping behind our supplement line. So all of our supplements are designed by Dr. McCullough and the chief medical team. Uh, they are outcome oriented. So we have a heart supplement. We have a blood sugar management supplement. And our most popular one is our spike support supplement, which people are using to help detox from the COVID nineteen vaccine that you know millions of Americans were you know, coerced or uh, otherwise tricked into getting.
1: Yeah, the the other thing that I found fascinating was the program. Um, let me make sure I get the name right: the Warrior Wellness Initiative, aimed at helping veterans and first responders. Uh, maximize their, I guess, ability to get care? What maybe you could describe the initiative and sort of how it plays into all of this?
4: Yeah, you know, as a young company, um, you know, we're we're trying to give back whatever we can, Bill. And, you know, America's uh, first responders and veterans are, you know, really one of the most important populations. I mean, we wouldn't be here today if it was not for these people and and all the sacrifices that they gave. So we offer the Warrior Wellness Program, which gives uh, veterans and first responders 50% off a wellness company membership. Now, you don't need to be a member to access any of wellness company services but it allows you to save big on every single purchase Uh, and uh, we're extremely proud again that this veterans day will be donating five percent of sales next saturday to veterans organizations it's that important to us so we really really support and thank our veterans and first responders
1: that's great sounds like a great program
0: so uh, to get the emergency medical kit, is twc.health. let me slash, put it back up. Oh, oh sorry. No, twc.healthfort/cdm If you use promo code CDM, you get a 10% discount. Um, anything else, Peter, that you want our audience to know about the wellness company? I know you have, once you sign up, uh, my wife was involved. Uh, she, she received like free online medical care once she was a member. Uh, you know, you can schedule doctor's appointments online. Uh, tell us a little more about how the company <laughs> operates.
4: Yeah, so we're we're really trying, Todd, to be a parallel healthcare system for the mm-hmm. for Americans, and it's a long journey to get there. But we're mm-hmm. currently offering telemedicine in all fifty states. So if you need to talk to a doctor who shares your values, we have those available. That's also how we're able to prescribe these medical emergency kits, because everything that's in the kit is a prescription. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't find them anywhere else. You can't go to your group, <clears throat> excuse me, a grocery store or your pharmacy to buy them. You can only get them through the wellness company. Uh, so we're going to continue to work and add more services here in order to give people a true alternative to their, you know, old fashioned GP who maybe recommended the jab for them a couple months ago.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want people to know?
4: No, just go to twc.house CDM. We really appreciate the support.
0: Thanks, Peter. Appreciate you coming on and spending the time
1: with us. Take care.
4: Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Bill. All
1: right. Thank you. Oop, hang on. You get to the, there we go. Okay.
0: So, we have another guest, right? Did you was uh, there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh there is
1: I'm going to let's uh I guess let, let's do do that now. I uh i mentioned earlier that uh, I had the opportunity to spend uh some time uh attending uh the court uh case for mm-hmm. uh between uh Fair Fight and uh True the Vote. And I think many people have heard me say it in the last week and a half now or two weeks, but I'll just re- reiterate again. I think this is about a couple things. One is they've got a lot of weight, a lot of money behind doing all harm that they can. They being the, you know, Fair Fight, DOJ, uh, the the Elias firm, the guys that are that brought this case, um, all the, all the hurt that they can on uh, to true the vote and uh, and Catherine Engelbrett and that that whole team. The secondary goal, I believe, is to scare the rest of us into not doing many of the things that, uh, very frankly, are provided for uh, under Georgia law, under national uh, U.S. law, um, but that you know that are called out in these things as if they were things we were not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, so uh, I want to encourage folks where they can to support uh, True the Vote in this uh, in this fight. Um, I've put it up before. Let me go ahead and we'll add it. This is their uh, their main website, truethevote.org. And if you go to their uh, their main page, right up in the upper corner, you'll see a donate button if you want to use that QR code that we put on the front page uh, for purposes of uh, today's broadcast. You're welcome to use that. Um, it wouldn't take many uh, dollars per person to solve this problem. But if, as an example, if we had... A couple percent of the sixty-two percent of people in Georgia that are concerned about our election. Um, if they would if those people, just two percent of the sixty-two percent would would put in twenty, thirty dollars, something like that, we could solve a lot of the pain that's being inflicted on through the vote. So would encourage folks to do that. I have and others have and I think it's the right thing to do. Um, they've been at this for 13 years. A lot of us have just been at it for two or three years. And, you know, we've gone through headaches already locally, but uh, we need to stand by those that have been in this fight for a long time. So where they can, I would encourage folks to uh, participate in that.
0: Well, great, before we bring on, is there anything else before I wanted to run a quick ad? No, please, uh, let's, let's go ahead So, and uh,
1: in the In the vein
0: of uh, health and taking care of your family and preventative health, Good food is a huge part of that. Not putting chemicals in your body, not putting uh, bio vaccines in your body, which could really harm the way your body operates is really important. So we are establishing relationships with vendors that we trust, that we use their products personally. Familyfarmbeefbox.com is one of those. Uh, I had a long conversation with Glade Smith yesterday. We're going to run that in a future show. Talking about uh, your neighbors and how uh, do you have a neighbor that you could call in an emergency? A lot of Americans don't, even though they may live next to somebody, they don't really have a neighbor. So that's something we're going to talk about soon. But I want to run a quick ad from FamilyFarmBeefBox.com and we'll bring on our next guest. (laughs) Well, that didn't work. Uh, uh <laughs> I could see it. I'll run the the other commercial he has. I was going to try oh. to run his new commercial but it's okay. the old one.
1: Okay.
3: It's going to be a good day.
4: Monday, we do have
0: a little bit left available here. Check us out, familyfarmbeefbox.com. Thanks. Have a good day. So we're back. Um,
1: looking, I, I will make Go one ahead. comment just following yeah. that ad. You know, that you just get such a good feeling from uh, from Gladness commercials. One of the themes there is, you know, natural uh, natural food, natural setting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just wanted to kind of foreshadow that we expect in the coming, uh, coming weeks to begin a series where we will show folks, uh, we're not going to teach them how to grow beef. We, (laughs) I think, I think we go to the experts for that, but, uh, but maybe look at ways to supplement and, and add, um, the ability for you, our listeners locally to produce some things that they need, whether it be through a Mm -hmm. garden, whether it be through other means. And we're lucky enough to have some folks locally that are experts at that after doing it for a number of years. And we'll be working with them to put together a series of, uh, uh, um, of segments Mm -hmm. to show that.
0: We're serious about, uh, self-reliance and, uh, that's important. And we're, I think America is going to go through a phase. And this is what I talked with Glade about yesterday, which we'll run that interview soon, but, the phase where you're going to have to be more, you're going to be forced to be more self-reliant and you might as well get out ahead of the curve right now. So uh, that's something that's really important to us well, here so. at CDM and the Georgia record. And uh, just to rehash we're, the Georgia record should be, hopefully be back up tomorrow. We were attacked pretty hard today overnight um, online uh, with our server and other stuff. So we're working on it and should be back soon. And thanks for your support, uh, but turn it Did over you to
1: if there's a silver lining to being attacked, it means we're we're pissing off the right people. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, so uh, I had the opportunity to uh, sync up with Brian K. Pritchard after an event that he uh, and, and a team of folks put together yesterday. And part of what he'll do is correct me when I when I get, mention that he uh, put it together. So let's uh, let, let's see what uh, BKP had to say. Brian K. Pritchard, also known as BKP. Brian, thank you for making time.
3: Thank you, Bill. Um, I appreciate you very much. I appreciate this opportunity always to be with you and your audience. And I, I appreciate this. Thank you for having me on. We, we always enjoy having you. We always
1: learn learn new things. So uh, yesterday, you hosted an amazing event in Ellijay, Georgia, called uh, Right the vote and i thought given what we've seen of the the um uh, results and reaction to that that it would bear a few minutes to review what's on there and uh where folks that that haven't seen it can see it as it goes forward so over to you tell us about right all right well
3: first of all i i appreciate this opportunity and i appreciate appreciate what you just said but just you know when i say a clarification i i want to i want to say I was given the opportunity to be a part of something and and i and and i want to be very clear on that uh, it was an amazing group of people i i was able to voice of rural america our network um our great producer diane was a part yesterday and we played a role but but that was a team of patriots that put that together and 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 uh, and you know, I, I'll get into some of those names in a minute, but I got a phone call um, now going back a couple months ago, six weeks, whatever it may be, that said they would like for me to be involved in the event. So this is this is something that came up from some other people, uh, a data team working, working on a research data team along with other patriots that wanted to put this together. And I want to say, first and foremost, Write the Vote is a team of amazing people that I am honored to be able to, um, you know, I just facilitated yesterday to bring it along. So I want to hum, be humble and say uh, the presenters and uh, the people behind the scenes, those were the their heroes to me. Go ahead. But so, thank, tell, you, thank you for bringing it up. well, you're
1: you're you are humble as always. So uh, tell us about the event. What was discussed, and if
3: if folks haven't yet seen it, um, why should they why should they go see it? Well, first of all, it was five hours long. We did broadcast it. We had a couple hundred patriots that uh, came up yesterday. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, we even had the Trump bus stop by. We Mallory Staples with the Georgia freedom caucus stopped by and said, hello to everybody. You were there. We appreciate you, uh, the Georgia record stopping by and being, being a part of the audience and paying attention to this. Uh, we had some great vendors out there. We had multiple Patriot groups, uh, from around the state that were set up. Um, we had, um, uh. Multi, multiple groups involved, but, but really, really what we wanted to do and what is still available, we we did record it, and what is still available is we wanted to show anyone out there and uh, we'll say that feels there's no evidence, okay? we We wanted to be able to say to anyone... This was really not an event to preach to the choir from me uh, that basically know what took place in 2020. Uh, this, this was to put information up, the presenters, and I wanna get into them in a minute, uh, the presenters to put up information for anyone out there that uh, would would question and say, well, the media says there's no evidence, and you know uh, uh, it was not stolen, or the election, there was no fraud. I mean, this, this and I don't want to get sidetracked, Bill, but this, this event took place. For me, the timing was great after the State Ethics Committee this past week. The Senate Ethics Committee in Georgia held a hearing concerning the Dominion voting machines, and um, needing an upgrade to those machines and our election system in Georgia, that Brad Raffensperger did not have the respect for the Georgia citizens or the lawmakers to sit there. He was He was at a rotary meeting in South Georgia. So this came this came at a perfect time. Uh, I want highlight um, I want to highlight Bob Coover, I wanna highlight uh, Kim P. Brooks, uh, David Cross and Garland Favarito. Uh Those were actually the four main presenters that, that did uh, PowerPoint presentations that actually showed data on a screen. Those four people did an amazing job. And again, it was five hours long. Um, uh, I wanna highlight, you know, I want to start out with Bob Coover, all right? Bill, you know, we've been called everything from crackpot to, you know, and the list goes on to the names we get called on a daily basis. This is an amazing American, Bob Coover. Um, he's an engineer. These are very intelligent, educated people. This man's an engineer. And I know you sat through his presentation yesterday and it's amazing the research that this man has done that we have laid out in our time today uh, that's why we got to get people to go watch it and spread it all over the sure. place uh then we go into the kim p brooks um an engineer also that uh has d- the data research team what did she say yesterday did she call it one of our our one of the nerd team or something or something she may <laughs> reference to something like that but they have a whole team of very educated people, and I want to keep stressing that because these people, I'm not a data research person. I'm just not. I, I I've been given the opportunity, and I'm humbled by that opportunity to do what I do on a daily basis to bring those people to an audience. You yeah, know, that's and, a, and you and I to talk about them.
1: Yep, yeah, that's a good point. One of the one of the themes that came out in, in my discussions as I kind of mingled through the audience and talked to folks was everybody seems to have a, um, a path, a uh, a set of skills that can contribute to this and they're using their skills to make progress, but they're not all the same. And, and when you blend it together, it, it really seems to work. It contributes to one another. There's a, you know, some is greater than the, uh, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts kind of thing going on.
3: Well, you know, and and uh, when I, when I say that, you know, uh, Kim showed data on the screen of, uh, you know, we have we have spreadsheets that when folks, if you get a chance to go watch, that show where a voter, as you as you watch, were, you know inactive inactive showed the voting sequence of of of, uh, of a voter inactive inactive. And then activated, and then deactivated immediately. Multiple things that that they were able to show in their in their research. Uh, we wrapped up yesterday with David Cross. I mean, just brilliant work. All of these people, brilliant work that they've they've brought forward. And the whole theme, the whole theme yesterday as we talked, is solutions. I mean, we have to have solutions, Bill. Uh, this was a nonpartisan event. I want to be clear on this. This was this was not a re- Republican event. This was a Democrat event. Um, I don't think we mentioned party yesterday one time, and it, and it, and and that's not that's not due to anything negative. Is that's not what it was about? It it, right. it was not a, a political time. And it was not a cheerleading session, and I I have been a part, and I'll say this, and 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 I enjoy those uh, when when we when we have those events, but this wasn't a candidate cheerleading session, which we all know, or you know, or a rah 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 go team of a political party. This was nonpartisan. This is data that every voter. Every voter should be interested in regardless if you consider yourself an independent, a Republican, a Democrat. And at the end of the day, if you if you want your vote to count, I've always said, Bill, and I know you know that from me, is I've I've never I've always said we're not interested in overturning an election. We're interested in knowing the results and by knowing the results. And I'll throw this in and, and get out of the way for, you know, whatever other questions you might have. But I always say for, for those that give the speech of we've got to move on, move on, and the rear view mirror, 2020's in the rearview mirror, um, it, if we do not know what happened and we don't know what could happen, we won't be able to solve what we need to so that people can be guaranteed the results of the 2024 election.
1: That's right. There you go. Well, and and as, in speaking of data, it is interesting to make sure folks know that uh, recently, just in the last month, Rasmussen did a poll of Georgians, and they found that 62% of us across, across party lines have a concern um, and believe that there was some level of rigging in uh, the 2020 election. And 55% are concerned already about the 2024 election. So when you say you know that they there are people that uh, uh, consider consider folks that are concerned somewhat misguided, they're the minority now. The majority are concerned, and it's shown in the polls um it also had shown in one other place you, you mentioned there were a few hundred folks in attendance did you did you get, get a chance to see how many people had watched online
3: you know i was i was just getting ready to cover that we so i have we, an
1: answer for you
3: well we had we i knew there were there was many there was many that were saying like well we're concerned about what the attendance would be and i told everybody I said don't worry about that. Don't not worry. I mean, it's a beautiful Saturday in North Georgia. That means that people are out at the Apple houses and it's college football Saturday. Do not worry. We are going to broadcast this. And what is going to be enormous is w- the amount of people that are going to view it and share it. So go yep. ahead. I, I look forward it, to
1: hearing so, that. So just in reviewing three channels that happen to cover it, and that isn't all of them, but that's some over 4,400 folks tuned in. Right. So And I and, and we're not even a day in. And what happens if, if folks aren't familiar with how uh, live streams like this typically go, there's a certain number of folks that look at it day one, certain number of folks that look at it day two. Um, so there's more to come, and that's why I wanted to make sure people knew how to go find it, so the folks that still want to see it and didn't get a chance can go through it, and they can of course skip through to the, the their favorite parts as they go through the uh, the day. So before we move on to the next topic, maybe you could tell them where to go find the actual
3: recording. Well, I'm glad you said that 4400 because it was enormous in the way, obviously the way the internet goes, and the interest. Believe it or not, that the deep state media will not uh tell you there's interest but the interest that people have in this data it's continuing to take off 4400 cdm right where you're watching here if you go to cdm and go to their rumble channel uh, you can find it there we broadcast it there you could go to voice of rural america the website go to on demand click on demand it is there. You could go to Voice of Rural America Rumble channel. It is there. So there's multiple ways to watch this. And Bill, I'm glad you said this. Diane is going to work this week because it was a five-hour production. It was a long day yesterday. Um, so you can go watch it and and go through to the you know to the presenters for the data, but Diane's gonna break that all down this week. So we are going to be putting out every individual presenter this week that's sometime great. this
1: week that's great you mentioned one of the presenters was David Cross and I had heard through the grapevine that there were some concerns about David's ability to get certain data from believe it or not inside the GOP so maybe maybe you know a little bit more about that and can share what uh, what
3: the roadblock is if if there is one well let me let me say this just uh going into that Write right the vote.net. dot net. We write the vote. Write the vote dot net. We put out a trifold and it's called solutions. If you go to write the dot net, we will be posting the video there also. But this trifolds on there and information about all the presenters. Now, David Cross, let me say this to answer your question. David Cross is the second vice chair of the Georgia Republican Party and he has a team of analysts that, that that are working on data and they're doing amazing work. Now there's a lot of people across the state that are working on election integrity and you and I know that and we know most of them, but his, his field that he's working on um, and trying to make sure that things are accurate and we're prepared for 2024, he's the second vice chair of the Georgia Republican party. My understanding is, He is requesting previous data now this is my understanding clarification here he is requesting previous data from the rnc make sure i get this right to have his data team go through it and analyze it but the only way he can get the previous voter roll data from the rnc It's for the Georgia GOP to approve it, and they have not approved him to get that data. Now, my understanding, I going to be clear, uh, maybe you can have him on and ask the question directly, or maybe have Chairman McCoon on and ask him these questions directly, but my understanding is they will let him have data going forward. That's my understanding. He can get the data going Hmm. forward. But I think he has requested three or four years, maybe four years, of previous data. And the RNC said, one, they may be a cost. I, I heard this, Bill, just throw it out there. I heard like $250, I don't know, to, to pull the data in. It's, that's really irrelevant, $250. But I've heard that the RNC won't send him the data until Mm -hmm. the Georgia GOP signs off on it. That's my understanding. And that they have not approved him to have that data. And he has he has an entire team working on this. And I just, for, for you and I here, I I don't know why we wouldn't want to know if for anybody saying, well, what's the big deal? Why go back? Um, if you'll watch the presenters this week, you you will see why. And I also want to recommend Bill to watch. Um, I think, I think, in I know we don't have time to go into this, but I think I'd like to recommend people go watch the Senate, the Georgia state Senate ethics committee mm-hmm. where, you know, we where Brad Raffensperger and Ryan, uh, uh, Brad Raffensperger and, uh, um, What's that guy we dislike? I said we, so I didn't mean to pull you. <laughs> over
1: well, there's—I'm not sure the list is very short.
3: <laughs> uh, but, uh, he's the guy that always stands out front and holds the check. Oh, are you speaking of Mr. Gabe Sterling? Yeah, I thought I would give you that one. <laughs> I, Actually, I he, he's not, I, he's I, not on Marjorie Taylor Greene's
1: favorite list either. She called him out in a hearing in Washington
3: earlier in the year. Yes. Uh, but, go right but, ahead. But anyhow, uh, you know, we didn't get Gabe Sterling and we didn't get Brad Raffensperger. You know, we got Blake Evans and uh, the Secretary of State Attorney, Miss McGowan. And then we've we got uh, Bob Giles from Dominion. You know, and and uh, I, I would recommend they could not answer questions, folks. Yeah, it felt, it was, it it was, felt
1: it, a little bit like the last three minutes of
3: a 44
1: to zero Georgia game somehow. But I know, would put in the third string. <laughs> I rem-
3: I would recommend, and I'll end with this. I would recommend going and watching the Georgia State Senate Ethics Committee hearing from last week, watching that, watching the presenters that we had yesterday and then maybe that would be clarification on why we would like to have the data to analyze it uh, to do the analysis
1: that, that sounds smart i can't think of a reason why there would be anybody that would say no we don't want david to have data um but i guess we'll explore that two more things if i could um bkp um Actually, one thing that was encouraging, we we voiced on uh, our Sunday show last week, we voiced a concern about a set of requirements that had come out from uh, Josh McCoon and the GOP regarding uh, what prospective candidates that wished to be on the primary ballot needed to do in order to be considered to be placed on that ballot. And in some way, given the fact that there's been almost no talk of president trump from anybody anybody in the legislature anybody in the gop they they've talked about very few candidates and i know there's there's rules that say they can't um endorse anybody but just no talk we asked the question you know is there something going on behind the scenes to in some way put a block in front of trump by anybody by anybody to keep him off the ballot well i was very encouraged to uh, see a note um, that came to me from Josh McCune, and I think to others announcing that uh, President Trump and his team had actually done the things required in those uh, in the requirements that were published and apparently were first in doing it and included the $25,000 voluntary uh, contribution that was uh, sort of sideways requested in there in the requirements. So uh, just quickly,
3: what are your thoughts there? Well, you know, my my understanding is, is, you know, I know we have several states, Colorado, Michigan, and there are several states that are looking for ways to keep Donald Trump off the 2024 ballot, the primary ballot. Uh, I I I've heard some people talk about it in Georgia, but but nothing, nothing of any substance. My understanding is that um the Georgia Republican Party Executive Committee actually votes, and they're the det- that's the determination of who will be on the ballot in Georgia is how it works here in Georgia. And what you have to do is you have to file your paperwork with the Federal Elections Commission, FEC uh, to be a presidential candidate. Once you have filed that paperwork uh, to be a presidential candidate, then you have to file paperwork or fill out an application uh, with the Georgia Republican Party, and then the executive committee votes on putting you on the ballot, and that's how you get on the ballot in Georgia. That being said, the Georgia Republican Party does not have a fee. We do, we do not have a qualifying. Now, most, most races in Georgia, people are used to, if you're running for a local commission race, a sheriff or even legislative race around the state, there is a qualifying fee required. Unusually, uh, that's not the case with the presidential candidates. There is no qualifying fee. So you don't have to pay, but the Georgia Republican party put out a a request for a donation. So it, it is written as a donation Mm-hmm. Uh, to and I, I think if if my memory's correct, I do have it in the email here that it was, hey, could you send a twenty five thousand dollar donation? And that's not that's not required. That's mm-hmm. not required. All you have to do is fill out the form. My understand. My understanding is Donald Trump's campaign is the first campaign to send the form back in filled out with a $25,000 donation to the Georgia Republican Party. That's well, my understanding. And
1: that would be in keeping with his, you know, astounding lead in the, uh, you know, in, in the Republican race uh so far. He's uh depending on what poll you look at, he's uh 40, 50 uh, or more points ahead of everybody else and the others are dropping off like uh, like stones. Kind of I think to, I
3: think to the, today there's some polling out that show him leading Biden in five key states and Georgia being one of them. He, he blows Biden away in Georgia. So yeah. uh, there's, no, there's no reason, I'll tell your audience right now, there's zero reason to keep Donald Trump off the ballot in the state of Georgia. Um, um, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I, I'm pretty sure the Georgia Republican Party executive committee are gonna vote to put Donald Trump on the ballot. So um, I don't think that's a concern well, if
1: the people's will has anything to do with it, I think that's uh, that's what needs to happen, isn't it so before we close um you you share your thoughts every morning on uh your show. Why don't you quickly tell folks where where they can find you and and listen
3: in uh, over coffee uh each weekday morning well i'm just i I'm, just, I'm just taking back a little bit where you where you put it that I share my thoughts. is that what it is that's what I think so. <laughs> <laughs> share our right. beliefs, share your thoughts, share your observations. Here, here, here's, here's where you can find me on a daily basis, sharing my thoughts, is Bill said. <laughs> oh, I love it. Too many, too many years in corporate America. Bill, you're an amazing guy. You really are. The Georgia Record is an amazing place. And in fact, we're live every morning on the Georgia Record. But voiceofroamerica.com, voice of ruralamerica.com, that is our network Monday through Friday. 8 to 10 a.m. We have multiple guests. Uh, you know, I study the media. That's the number one thing I do every every morning at 4 a.m. Study what I call hashtag the deep state corporate corrupt media. Watch the narrative they're trying to push and trying to get you to believe. And uh, so we start at 8 a.m. every morning. And uh, we go through mostly Georgia but uh, we really get into a lot of national stuff. Bill is on the show, and he gives us updates because I can't get everywhere. And I have to tell you, I rely on amazing people like David Cross, Kim P. Brooks, Bob Covert. Bill Quinn the list goes on of the amazing people around the state of Georgia that are out there getting the truth every day folks while I'm here in the studio and I am thank I want to thank God and I want to say I am blessed to have a format and and an opportunity to bring these people on to bring information to you that I know I can trust and I'll look at the camera and tell you I vet that before i bring it to you and bill quinn is definitely one and bill you're working on and and i'm going to put you on the spot right now we'll we'll see what day but i know you're following and you're following bill's doing an amazing job folks following the uh uh true the vote uh case over in gainesville with fair fight trying to destroy those great people bill's following that case and he was on last week the program giving us an update and bill when when you tell me you want to put another update out you let me know
1: we'll see how it goes this week we've got uh you know we've got several days left uh we believe before this thing is concluded so we'll uh, we'll keep you updated hey bill B- can B- i
3: remind people of one thing i'm i'm a ronald reagan republican <laughs> i'm a ronald reagan republican if you don't know who i am i'm a ronald reagan republican a trump supporter and i know the 2020 election was stolen. You have a great afternoon.
1: And you're a consistent guy too. <laughs> All right, PKP. We will see see you back soon. Thank you, Bill. Fun fun conversation. Yeah, he's always good
0: for a, a fun conversation. Good way to put it. <laughs> as he shares his thoughts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um So, that's it for us today. Uh I want to put one thing out there. My novels are going to be re-released by our partner History of Books. They're going to come out in the spring. We have some inventory of the old novels. There's a 20% discount package deal on ltodwood.com. You can get them signed. They make great Christmas gifts. If you order, you know, the next day or so, we have some copies of the original Lost Bastards nonfiction on the Korean War. We'll throw in with the package deal, but that one's fine. You can leave that up. And we also have copies of Paying the Price, my new novel, The Untold Story of the Iranian Resistance. So, um... Anyway, go to LToddwood.com, and uh, I can guarantee you it's perfect for the person who has everything. So if if somebody loves to read and uh, that feeling of just not wanting to stop reading a great novel, go to ltodwood.com and uh, I think you'll enjoy them. So with that, that's anything you got anything else, Bill? That's it.
1: No, that's it. That's plenty. We'll have more during the week uh, on things both here in Georgia and I've been on the National Scope, too.
0: So see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Thank you.